Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When I was a little girl, we would get sick, and my grandmother would make this awful honey and onion concoction. She would force us to drink it. We would be in tears. It was awful. And it made your breath stink. But we always got better. And life is like that. Life is sweet, but sometimes it absolutely stinks. I'm Cameron Adams, and you're listening to Honey and Onion. In Genesis, God made Adam from the dust. Then he made Eve from Adam's rib. In 1 Corinthians eleven, twelve, Paul tells the church, For as woman was made from man, so man is now born of woman, and all things are from God. We all come from the same place. So you would think it would be a lot easier to relate to one another, but that is just not the case. The relationships between males and females, whether romantically, parental, friendships, sibling relationships, is full of complexity. And the way we do things is different. The way we communicate, the way we express ourselves, the way we listen. I have been blessed to be raised around a bunch of guys. My husband, my sons, my father, my brothers, nephews, uncles, ton of them. As a little girl, I grew up running bases in the backyard for my cousins and brother who were practicing their baseball throw. But still, there was a level of complexity that existed between me and the guys around me. I've learned to appreciate the differences in our genders. This gender thing is real, whether it comes to equal pay, who takes care of the children. Gender is a real issue. And so, like all real issues, we are going to handle them on Honey and Onion. About 10 years ago, I did a show called Onyx View. The show was about race, politics, and religion. The show was supposed to be about race and politics two forbidden things. I wouldn't sign on unless it was also about religion. You know me, I like to talk about the things that people don't like to talk about. So, my old host is back. Listen in on some of the fun time that we had talking about men and women. Well, Cameron, thank you. Again, like you said, we've been rocking together for for so many years. And uh, being friends and and rivals and just, again, uh, support system for each other. So I appreciate this opportunity uh, to, to, again, to sit down with you and to, to, to talk to your listeners and, and to have this conversation. For, so what I do, I'm a servant. I'm a servant. I serve in the realm of uh, broadcasting and media and marketing. So primarily I work in marketing, entertainment, and producing content 
for the masses, for people to to digest, for people to explore, you know, through podcasts, through live events, through blogs and just different entities. So I'm a servant and my 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 purpose is to be of service in producing content, progressing and preserving culture. Tell the people a little bit about why you chose to broadcast the things you do. I wanted to create a space where we need more media outlets and media is changing. The way we watch television or the way we consume content is changing. This generation, they're not going at home, they're not going home watching the 10 o'clock news. They're watching Twitter and Facebook and their news feeds for the news of the day, what's trending. That's their 10 o'clock news. They don't wake up in the morning to see what the traffic is like or turn on the station to see what the weather is like. They just go on Facebook or whatever their social media is to see what's ahead of the day or what happened while they slept. So because the, the medium is changing, the times are changing, what I'm doing through Paradox East is to adapt with traditions of the way we consume media, television, radio, film, so on and so forth, but to also progress that and bridge the gap to say, okay, well, we produce news, but we don't do it on a terrestrial radio station. We do it through a podcast or we do it through social media. You're here today to talk about being a guy. Yeah. Because one of the things that is really affected by the presence of social media and technology has been relationships. You read all the time about relationships that have either started because of technology, whether it be from one of these dating websites, you know, or the, all the apps, the bumbles and, and match and all that stuff, or marriages and relationships that end because of technology, because hookups and going down in the DM and all of that in social media. And so I am blessed to have so many good guy friends that I can have you on and we can have this conversation and keep it a hundred and really talk from our perspective from the different genders about what it is. Men and women, we communicate differently. You know, I have two sons and three brothers and a husband and a father, and we communicate differently. Is that women tend to communicate with a lot more detail than men do, mm. and that causes men to sometimes shut down. That mm. causes conflict as well. What do you think your wife would say is the thing that drives her nuts? What would drive her nuts is something that she told me yesterday that I forgot. Here's the reason why. So she tells me that her appointment, she says, hey, babe, I've got a doctor's appointment tomorrow at 3 p.m. Okay, cool. That I can understand and consume. What happens is I like to get all the information. What's important first? Tell me that. Don't give me, just like you said before, don't give me a long story. I don't want to know the context. Just tell me what you're trying to tell me. So instead of saying, hey, babe, do you have anything going on tomorrow because I have a doctor's appointment? The conversation goes, hey, I woke up this morning and my stomach was hurting really bad and I started feeling really zeezy and zoozy and, and I went downstairs to get something to eat and it didn't quite work well. So then I went to the doctor and the doctor told me this and I'm like, uh, okay. And at the end of that story, 
there's so I got a doctor's appointment tomorrow at 3 p.m. Can you take me? I heard that, but but all that stuff that came before it, the whole context before it, I'm like, I tuned out. So I didn't hear when you told me what time the appointment was. All I heard was this long diagnostic from why you went to the doctor and so on and so which is important, but the fact of you having this conversation is to tell me when the appointment is. So tell me when the appointment is, and then I'll ask you why you have an appointment. You're trying to make sure that I'm available tomorrow to take you to the doctor. <laughs> so that's what I need to know. Like I said, I have three brothers and, and a host of male cousins and, and good friends that are men. So I know that the men around me do it when I really need them. Like when I'm talking to my husband, I really need him to focus. I'm like, listen. Listen to what I'm telling you right now. This part right here is the part, you know. And so there you go. go. (laughs) And that, um, of course, is I mean, for as long as we've been together, he's used to it. But that also can come across as condescending or I'm treating you like a child or and I can remember early in our marriage, I would say those things to him and he would say, you know, I'm not a kid. I, I got that. Um, but I also know that you're not really listening. You're, you hear what I'm saying, but you're not really listening. And I need you to hear this part. One of the things about social media that we were talking about earlier and people getting their information is everybody puts their highlight reel on social media when it comes to their relationship. Every time I look at these anniversaries, you know, when your friends have, oh, it's our anniversary. We've been married for 172 years. It has been completely fabulous all the time. I married my best friend. I just don't know what I would do. But what happens is other Mm -hmm. people who are in their marriages and they might be in a rough patch, they see that. And I think that it amplifies what they believe is wrong with their marriage. The dynamics in the relationship can be exactly the same. You have good days and bad days. You have miscommunications. You hurt each other. Lord knows when the children come, that just really changes the entire game. Those aren't the things we put on social media. Most people don't say, oh gosh, I haven't been to a movie with my husband because I'm running these kids around. And oh gosh, we feel disconnected. Those things people don't talk about. And they're the realities of relationships. And if we did talk about them more, I think we could help more people stay in relationships. When you get to a place that might not be the greatest point in your marriage, you may think that you're the only one. You may think that that's something unique. And because you're experiencing that, you must be married to the wrong person or your marriage must be over. If you talk to other people, especially people who've been married for any amount of time, they'll tell you, no, sometimes it's just that way. Sometimes you're just passing each other in the night. And I don't care how fine I think my husband is. After looking at him walking in the door for 20 years, I mean, eventually you just like, oh, he's cute. You know, (laughs) it's just like the stories. You know, he I, I love it because people say things to him, you know, and. He he gets a kick out of it, but people will say, man, you know, you married the cameraman, your wife. He's got some guys that are his age that are still single. And they're like, I would get married, you know, if I had a wife like Cameron. And he just loses it. Like, he's just cracking up laughing because, like, he's like, you have no idea. And it's true. <laughs> I, you can look at me. Anybody can look at me from the outside and, and say, oh, look at her or, hey, she's this and she's that. And 
but he's with me every day. So he sees that I leave my water bottle inevitably on the nightstand. He sees when I decide I'm just not, I'm going to wear leggings for about three days and not do anything. You know, he sees me when I wake up in the morning (laughs) and I don't wake up looking like Beyonce. So I think that part of relationships is the part that we miss. We, We don't want to deal with the reality of the relationship. So you have children, you have your wife. How do you guys deal with the reality of being parents while still trying to be, you know, husband and wife? You know, one day at a time. The thing that I love about my wife is that we've sort of established this um, this partnership where it's here's what you're good at. Here's what I'm good at. I'm not going to tell you how to do the things that you're good at. And you're not going to tell me how to do the things that I'm good at. And we'll help each other sort of in between. So just by creating that space is what is how we've tried to uh, to balance being both parents and being uh, a, a husband and wife couple to, to give ourselves time. You know, we 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 block out time for date night. You know, I, I actually write it on the calendar to remind myself, hey, look, at least, you know, once every two weeks or at least once a month, we've got to get out of the house and go do something, you know, alone just us and because we do stuff with the kids all the time uh the last thing i'll say is um what you mentioned about before about social media and about people always putting their wins up and not talking about the struggles i think if we and i mean all of us if we set a space where people can feel comfortable about saying hey me and my wife are going through a rough patch or uh, me and my husband haven't talked in three weeks. If they put that out there, people are, oh, I knew you guys were going to break up or I knew he wasn't nothing. And I knew this was a bad marriage when it started and so on and so forth. You know. And usually the people who do encourage you to leave or, or dive down in the pit with you are people who are not necessarily happy in their relationships or they don't have relationships at all or they haven't been married. I cannot tell you the number of people who aren't married or actually have never been married in some case that have all the brightest ideas about what marriage would be. I had someone tell me, I had posted one time that, you know, relationships are hard. Um, They're a lot of work, you know, marriage is a lot of work, but it's worth it. And someone posted, you know, I don't know why people say it's a lot of work. If you marry the right person, it's not work at all, really. So I asked, mm-hmm. how long have you been married? Um, eight months. Boo, keep on living. And then you come back to me <laughs> three, four, five, 20 years from now and let me know how that works for you. You can marry. I mean, marrying the right person certainly means staying together. Um, it means that you have a similar value system where you're committed to what you said, you know, when you were standing there being married. But you're not the same person. You, you're two different people and you have different thoughts. You have different ideals. Like you and I are pretty public people as creators, mm-hmm. but our spouses aren't necessarily up for us putting everything out there. Right. And you mentioned that and that's critical for me. Uh, my husband is not on social media at all. That's just not his thing. And it got to the point where I finally had this post every now and then about us because people were asking, you know, are you still married? What's going on? 
at one point on Facebook, it had, um, you could see, you know, what people search about you. And the top search for me was Cameron Adams divorce. And I was like, are you kidding me? And so I I know it blew me away. It did. It blew me away. And so I started to now post more, but it's still nobody's business. And, and that's the other thing is that marriage, you are a unit and everybody else really comes outside of that unit. That's biblical. You're supposed to leave and cleave. And I think that's hard for people as well. Cause like you said, I, I see this with women, but that's because I'm a woman. I don't know if guys do it too, but you know, if you say, Oh, we're having this hard time or he did that or let him go. I wouldn't put up with that. You leave. You know, everybody's good at saying what they mm-hmm. wouldn't put up with and what they wouldn't do. And, you know, if you're not in the situation and you're not the person, you don't you don't know. I know that looking outside of someone's relationship, you'll never know what that's like, because I see how people look at mine from the outside. Beyonce is Beyonce to us. But you know, I'm sure to Sean, she's just B, you know, and he sees her with her scarf on and her robe on and the kids driving her nuts and whatever else. And so it is different and helping people to remember that, to stick it out. I remember being um, at a tough point in my relationship and I was reading, you know, every single article on marriage ever, particularly Christian articles. And I read this great article um, from Focus on the Family that said they did this study and they said that couples that were contemplating divorce five years later, that stayed together five years later, were like amazed at how good their marriage was. Mm. Couldn't remember how intense, like whatever it was that was so bad at the time, looking back on it, or actually wasn't that bad, and how happy they were that they didn't do that. And that really stuck with me because it's true. When you're in a moment, it's very hard to make a a good decision when you're being overly emotional. Mm. If you're in the middle of an argument, you can't decide whether or not I like this person because right now I don't. We're having an argument. I think that talking more about that stuff, I mean, certainly there are all kinds of great things to talk about in marriages. And we get a lot of that. Like I said, all the anniversary posts, all the we're on vacation posts, those are all great. And those are all great highlights of marriage and relationships. But also there is, you know, supporting each other through grief and death and loss. Um, supporting each other through financial difficulties and changes, you know, parenting. There's Mm. so many aspects of being married and being in relationship with someone that causes you to change and grow and they change and grow. And I am not the 29 year old that stood at the altar. I'm I'm a different Mm -hmm. person. And so is my husband. And the key is to try to stay connected as you learn and grow. Absolutely. And and one thing that you said was that um, that you read an article from, you know, Focus on the Family. And we have to, and I mean literally, have to meditate or do some sort of therapy. And, you know, you don't see couples you know, posting a photo or a selfie at uh, the marriage counseling session. You know, they don't, <laughs> you know, they're not, oh, we're headed to this great marriage counseling. Oh, this session was so great. Um, even 
you know, from from a church standpoint, you know, like we don't we we should champion some of these things that if we're going to marriage counseling or we're going to uh, couples therapy or we're going to it's it's we should think of it as uh, a spa or, or or a something that's good something that's good for your your soul your body so on and so forth and do it in your own way so maybe you don't go to marriage counseling but maybe you guys sit down once a week and you listen to focus on the family or you listen to a podcast about marriage, or you, maybe you go to a retreat every now and then. So some people love to read. So maybe you go and you look at blogs and you look at articles. But I think we really have to, whether, regardless if we post it on social media or not, we have to know who our friends are and not be afraid to talk about these things. And hopefully you have friends and family or people around you that just allow you to be that. You know, if you're mad, if you're upset, if you uh, you just feel like crying, you have to have that no judgmental zone. There has to be a friend or a stranger that allows you to be whatever it is that you are. A lot of us can can solve our own problems if we just have somebody to listen to us. You know, how many times have you explained something to someone and you're, you're asking them for the answer, but the more you talk about it, the more you figure it out. And by the time you get done talking, you're like, oh, I got it now. <laughs> you know, you just needed somebody to talk to to get that answer or to to get that understanding so we just have to you know feel safe and talk to people and and especially guys i'm talking to the fellas like we really have if you don't have any friends or people around you that can uh be uh that are not on your side that can you know be objective to you then you don't have any friends you don't have any friends telling you hey you're messing up or hey man, like, I don't I don't know what you're doing, but you need to tighten that up. Or hey, this is how I want. How can I help you? Or no, you are wrong. You are wrong. You did wrong. Or hey, you're doing right. You know, or you're doing a great job. Or if you don't have that support system around you, men will. Oh, I'm alright. I'm alright. You know, I'm good. I'm good. No, you're not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're coming home at four in the morning, dog. You're not all right. <laughs> like, right. why are you here right. at my house? That's real. That's real. That's real. You know, I'm glad that you said that because our our purpose here um, in doing Honey and Onion, the podcast in Shine TYC, the blog, is just that, being a vehicle for people who may not want to, who aren't ready to go into therapy, for them to be able to at least listen to a podcast or read a blog that is helpful to them and that hopefully encourages them to go get help further because I know that, like you said, about going online to find things, I find a lot of encouragement online and and I encourage just the creators that are out there to keep making positive content. You know, so when you started doing podcasting and started doing interviews, I was so excited because you just want good people to make good content, something that uplifts us Mm -hmm. because there's enough out there to tear us, you know, tear us down. I think you're right when you talk about men not having that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a shame because you really do need it. My guy friends and my brothers, I know that when they do get into good conversations, like one Thanksgiving, all the guys were down in the basement here and it was like my uncle and my brothers, my husband, my older son. 
And I mean, when they came out of that basement, they were like new people. I was like, what? Like, what happened <laughs> down there? They were down now, there man. for hours, right? They were down there for hours. <laughs> but when they came up, they were like brand new guys. Like it was crazy. And my middle brother is hilarious. He was talking about a little bit, like he was giving up some of what they were talking about down there because I'm his big sister and he loves me. And I was like, wow, <laughs> you guys, you guys were getting deep. And I think it was a safe space for them, their family, and they love each other. And so they opened up about a lot of things. And it was so good to see them kind of bond like that. And I think you're right. Mm. Guys need that. I tried to build that with um, my girlfriends. I also try to be that for my guy friends. So I have like Mm -hmm. three BFFs that are guys and I check them on the regular. If we're talking Mm -hmm. about, you know, relationships, which we do a lot, or or their perspective, I know how to say to them, well, this is what she's probably thinking. Or, you know, you know, you were dead wrong with that, or whatever it is, and giving them the woman's perspective. And, you know, I'm surrounded by great people. So they all, after they push against me for a little bit, they'll say, okay, I kind of get that. Because we are different Mm. as men and women. And sometimes you need a friend, um, a real friend, a true friend, a platonic friend, not somebody who's trying to get at you or you're trying to get at, but as a friend to Mm. give you that perspective and that right advice. And absolutely, you, you you know, you you brought up a, a word that I haven't heard the word bond in, I don't know. Except for maybe when they talk about James Bond and they're trying to get Idris Elba to be the black James Bond when it ain't going to happen. But <laughs> the word bond, you know, male bonding, I don't, you know, I don't know if we're doing enough of it. I know how much people love to listen to you and how popular you are. So why don't you tell the listeners how to find you and your podcast? You can find my podcast on anywhere that you listen to podcasts iTunes, on uh, SoundCloud, Spreaker, YouTube. If you go to YouTube, you can see my ugly mug and the beautiful people that I interview and get that interaction. So however you like to consume it, if you like to watch podcasts, check me out on YouTube, In Tune with T-Mill. That's T-M-I-L-L, In Tune with T-Mill on YouTube. Make sure you, you know, comment and tell me your feedback, you know, what you thought of today's episode. Where you, wherever you're listening to this episode, you know, so you can follow me there. Uh, all social media is in tune with T-Mill, wherever you spend the most time. Um, so wherever your favorite social media is, uh, reach out, connect with me, ask me some questions, give me some feedback, but, and give us some feedback. Leave a comment, you know, on the show page, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Honey and Onion, and tell people, tell people about this podcast. Forget about me. Tell people about this podcast. and why you like it, you know, share. We're, we're too selfish. Like we find something new and something cool and we don't want nobody else to know. We don't want nobody to know this great vegan smoothie restaurant down the street or <laughs> this great app. It's like we want it to ourselves because we don't want nobody else to know. It's like we want to only be the cool one. Man, give people something good. You know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that needs to hear this podcast, Honey and Onion. And again, give give Cameron all the the feedback that you need and let us know how you feel about sharing and how you feel about uh, relationships, marriage, therapy, all that good stuff. So follow me wherever you like at in tune with T mill 
or tmail205. I would love to hear back from you guys. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. We hope you enjoyed Honey and Onion and that you'll come back again soon. Please hit the subscribe button so that you can get all the new episodes. Remember, life is sweet and sometimes it stinks, but it is always worth living. I'm Cameron Adams, and I'll see you next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.